At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Monday morning, October 21st, 2019. The Beating the Book podcast. It's Gil Alexander guessing lines. Week 8. The interactive first salvo towards handicapping future week lines of the National Football League. Hope you enjoyed Tribute to the Old Stardust Show with Roxy Roxborough back in the day. And as always, the man who puts it all together, the man who keeps it together, the sportsbook director at the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. That's Chrissy Andrews. He in Los Angeles. Hopefully we'll get him back in Las Vegas in the coming weeks, if not next week. We take a crack at it. Our search for value in a year when the haves and the have-nots, the chasm between them just gets wider and wider. Guessing Lines with Chris Andrews. Enjoy right here on the Beating the Book podcast. It's an information network, Series XM Channel 204, vcin.com, the vcin app, Fubos Link Game Plus. All down the line, it is Gil Alexander. Producer number five, Jeff Parlay is here as well. I, I believe that is the pronunciation of his last name. Parlay, what's happening? Good morning, Gil. Uh, yesterday, let me just say this about Guessing Lines, because for those of you who are tuning in uh, this morning, you're like, well, it's Guessing Lines this morning, right? Of course it is, for goodness sake. Week 8 in the National Football League. We'll be guessing, guessing Lines with uh, Chris Andrews, who we'll bring in here momentarily. But let me just say this off the top. Well, let's bring in Chrissy, for goodness sake, from somewhere in L.A., ladies and gentlemen. He is the uh, sports book director of the South Point Hotel Casino right here. Perhaps back in the fold here within a couple weeks. We'll get a read on that. It's Chris Andrews, my mishpucha. Good morning, Chrissy. Hey, Gilly, what's going on, pal? How you doing? Are are we within a couple weeks, maybe? Maybe? Well, maybe within a couple days, but oh. I don't want to count anything. All right. I had a, uh, I had a test uh, last Wednesday. Uh, you know, uh, uh, listen, I don't know if anybody's interested, but you know, a bone marrow biopsy, which is painful as hell. And anyway, the results, it takes a while to get the results. I, I see the results tomorrow. If every if Everything's good. They're releasing me, and I hope to be back in Las Vegas Tuesday night. Wow. So, keeping my fingers crossed. Yes, keeping we, my fingers crossed. We all not are. counting anything yet. Listen, and don't ever say we're not interested. We are interested. We want to know. 
Um, but I, bone marrow biopsy, just to, just to the last thing about that, oh. you said it's painful? Well, it's not so much painful. They shoot you up. Well, first of all, they give you morphine before you get it. So that is one plus. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then they shoot you up with a local. So it doesn't hurt that bad when you do it, but it just hurts for days and days afterwards, including, you know, still. So it's been like five days. And, uh, you know, my back is still pretty tender, you know, from it'll take a little while. But meanwhile, I was hoping that's the last one I have to get. And they told me, no, you're going to have to get at least two more. Oh, great. Uh, you know, so. Well, anyway. I guess let that be the worst of it, given. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, at least I get morphine. So what the hell, you know, so okay. at least <laughs> well, it's not the worst thing in the world. Well, we hope to get you back here within a couple of days. How did you do uh, as a as the head bookmaker here at the, uh, the the director of the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook, how did you do this weekend? Uh, you know, they both good days. You know, Saturday, you know, uh, we didn't have any, like, huge, huge wins, but we just grinded out a real nice day. And yesterday, you know, we had some big wins. We had some big losses. Uh, but once the dust settled at the end of the night, uh, we wound up with a pretty good day. And again, not great, not really great, but pretty good. Yeah, so no complaints for the whole weekend. And I got to tell you, the handle overall, I think the biggest Saturday and Sunday combined since I've been here, you know, other than other than like a Super Bowl or something like that. So our business is growing. That has to make Mr. Vaughn very happy. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we do a lot of little things. Like I said, it doesn't necessarily get you on ESPN and that sort of stuff, but uh, we take pride in taking care of our customers, and and that's one of the things I think we do really well. Yeah, and I wonder if you'll be able to say that, oh, biggest handle of a weekend, I wonder if you'll be able to say that time and time again this year. Maybe not every week, but I'm I'm guessing you might. Yeah, it it seems to be growing. Like last night, I was looking, and we didn't quite get there. I think a week before, maybe two weeks ago, I said we had the biggest handle in a game. Uh, since I'd been here, and I thought maybe the Philly Dallas game would get there, didn't quite get there, but it was uh, it was a pretty big handle on that game. And again, a lot of that has to do around the three because we only we don't move the juice, we only move the number, we keep everything at eleven to ten. And uh, you know sometimes it works against us, but you know overall it has worked for us uh, because, like I said, guys come into the you come into the South Point, you might not get the number you want, but you are going to lay 11 to 10. You aren't going to get any of these, you know, fancy numbers associated with the three or the seven or whatever some other guys do. You know, you're going to lay 11 to 10 here. And I think our customers appreciate that. Last week, as heard on VEASAN, Jeff Parles, Minnesota and Philadelphia was the uh, highest handle game of uh, any non-postseason game ever at South Point. Do we have anything exceed that this past week? Uh, with me, no. Like I said, the Philly Dallas game came close. Came close. It, it, it did not exceed that. Yeah, wow. did not exceed. Okay. The overall handle for the two days was fantastic. All right. So um, let me just say this. I don't often. We, we listen. We're not in the uh, hey, look at us, uh, look look what I did kind of thing here. But guessing lines has been an institution here. We have paid tribute to the uh, Stardust show. Uh, Roxy's old Stardust show so from so many years ago with the Guessing Line show, you and I in podcast form for many years, and uh, now, of course, on a numbers game, which is also in podcast form. Um, let me just say this. The way that the NFL is going, the haves and the have-nots, the chasm growing between them. And so yeah. my guesses, right, have been as a result of that sort of dynamic further and further off than in previous years, and it sort of it sort of makes sense. And let me just say this. On guessing lines, our read of what the market ought to be 
has been consistently better than what comes out here on Mondays. So this weekend, for instance, we were able to use that, and the only thing that I the only thing that I missed on it was a push with the Niners. Niners historically, the Redskins only the second team in the modern era to not cover, or excuse me, to cover rather while scoring okay. zero points. Um, but that was a push in contest. But essentially. We've been better on New Orleans week after week than what the market has suggested. I've had New Orleans favored mm-hmm. the last two weeks. Uh, incredulous about the Dolphins catching all those points against the Bills. By the way, even more incredulous later in the week when it was Ryan Fitzpatrick announced and it didn't move at all. So as much as some of these guests appear, uh, guesses rather appear to be laughable on Monday, the market tends to come to us or the results bear it out in the end. Uh, so we're kind of on fire with the guesses here. Now, I'm sure there'll be some laughers today, but that's what makes this a fascinating exercise. That's why we love this, Chris. And as always, you post these right after the show, right? Uh, yeah, I do. yeah, right. As soon as we hang up, I call Lou and we get these numbers up. Let me, you know, a guy who's kind of not, not necessarily a friend of our show, but a friend of Vincent, Aaron Renning, uh, a guy that I've known for quite a while and I highly respect Aaron. And he framed it about as well as I could uh, think to do it. And he said, you don't want to think parallel with a bookmaker. You want to think perpendicular to the bookmaker. That's Otherwise, right. if we all think the same, I, there's no point in this, right? And I, I laugh. I, there was a, a guy I worked with many, many years ago, and I was just a ticker writer. He says, "I'm going to put up a line so good nobody's going to bet." <laughs> Great. I don't think that's really the function of what we're trying to do here. Yeah, you know? That's right. <laughs> Even as a young kid, I'm thinking, nah, I don't think that's right. <laughs> well, well said, well said by Aaron Rennick. That's right. Because if we, if if you know, the point is not to guess them accurately, then we'd have nothing to talk about. There'd be no point in the exercise. Right. The the point is to find a few, a couple, maybe maybe more than a couple or a few, uh, where there seems to be a, a difference and therefore perhaps some value. That said, let's start Thursday night football week eight in the National Football League. Chris, what do you got? Oh, you'll love this one, Gilly. Washington at Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I, knowing <laughs> knowing the Redskins, I kind of knew this one was coming. The Kirk Cousins game, uh, for those who uh, will will yeah, know, just right. absolutely crush that storyline all week long. Um, look, last week, um, I thought the Thursday game was super-duper value. That was one of the ones where I said this should be Kansas City uh, more than three. It ended up being Kansas City just by three on a Thursday night, and we pounded Kansas City as a result of really the guessing lines discussion. Here, I would say, obviously, this is a different dynamic entirely because Minnesota is going to be hugely favored. They're at home. By the way, the Redskins yesterday, Case Keenum and the Redskins lose to the Niners 9 to nothing. Do we have that tweet from Doug Kazarian, uh, Jeff? This is historic. Uh, NFL gambling history, the Redskins became just the second team in the past 25 seasons to cover a point spread without scoring. Only other occurrence, 2007, Miami lost 3 to nothing to Pittsburgh as 16-point dogs. So the Skins, the only team to uh, get us out of the wind column with a push in Cirque yesterday. Case Keenum, 9 of 12 on a FedEx field that was, listen, that's a field that they, don't, they can't seem to get together even in the best of weather. And they use the excuse, oh, mid-Atlantic region. I'm like, mid-Atlantic, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They can't get that feel. That's your job. Get that feel ready. They can't. In the rain, it was just a slop fest. And so when Michael Lombardi asked me on uh, Lombardi line yesterday, why do I think this line doesn't continue to go up? My only answer was, it's got to be the weather. And and sharp bettors have got to have figured out that the field is going to impact this. Keenum was 9 of 12 for 77 yards. 
zero touchdowns, zero picks, 50 passing yards if you factor in sacks. The Skins mustered a grand total of 154 total yards. That was their eighth loss in a row, by the way, at FedEx. This is at Minnesota. Kirk Cousins yesterday. Uh, he's the greatest quarterback who's ever lived, Chrissy, obviously. 24 of 34, yeah. 337, four touchdowns, no picks, and wasn't sacked. Uh, he connected with Stephon Diggs on a 66-yard pass from deep in their own territory with a uh, little over two minutes left. After matching a career high with the four touchdown passes, he leads the Vikings to a 42-30 to win over the Lions. Uh, led the Vikings on four straight touchdown drives starting in the first quarter, ending in the third. He's the first quarterback in league history to throw for at least 300 yards with a 130-plus passer rating in three straight games. That's Kirk Cousins, everybody. And, of course, Dalvin Cook, 25 of 142, two touchdowns. Diggs, seven catches for 142. Uh, outgained the Lions 503 to 433. Adam Thielen, though, is a question mark here. He had a game-ending hamstring injury yeah. in the first quarter after he was hurt while scoring his seventh touchdown of the year. Zimmer, uh, Mike Zimmer did not have an update on his condition after the game. Uh, I will say that 14 would be too short. I will say 14 and a half here in favor of the Vikings. You're a little light. It's 16. And uh, knowing how these Thursday night games go, you know, I have a feeling we're, we're going to touch 17 at some point in the week. And again, I'm not trying to tell you the winner. Uh, I, you know, if I was uh, Zimmer, I, I would definitely put Thielen on the bench. He's a really important player to them. I, you know, I, I would hope they're not, they don't need him in a game like this because they certainly have plenty of other weapons. Uh, I'm going to open 16 and a half. Like I said, a little tick above the market. I see all. I see pretty much all 16. But I'm going to open 16 and a half. I have a feeling we're going to hit 17. A lot of public money on these Thursday games. Uh, although the Wise guys definitely come in and play. Like you talked about the Kansas City game last week. Wise guys were all over Denver in that game. All over. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't get overpowered it. them pretty much. You know, but they were. So uh, the Wise guys certainly uh, aren't shy about taking some big numbers, uh, no matter what day of the week it is. And I have a feeling they might come in on Washington. Uh, but Minnesota yesterday, that was a bad game for us. Uh, public and really wise guy money on Minnesota. Pushed it up. We, went, we wound up going to three at one point. We, we finally got a little bit of money back at three. Uh, but the wise guys were all over Minnesota. And really, this team is playing really, really well right now. I don't know what's gotten into Kirk Cousins because I still look at him and I'm not sure how good he is, but he's certainly playing really, really well right now. And I think part of it, you have to look at coaching. I think that's helped him a lot. Defense, you know, although the defense didn't stop Detroit much yesterday, but the defense is pretty good. And uh, he's got some good weapons. You know, he's got Dalvin Cook. He's got Diggs. Uh, you know, and even though Thielen, I think he only cut one pass yesterday, even though it was a great catch for a touchdown. But, you know, besides him, they still have other weapons. So there's a lot of things around Kirk Cousins that are really helping him. And listen, you know, sometimes a quarterback has to be like a point guard and just distribute the ball. And right now he's doing that really well. So anyway, I'm going to open that 16 and a half. Um, I have a feeling we'll touch 17 at one point. But uh, anyway, that's what I think. And by the way, that Washington game for us was really, really good yesterday. It started off, that was the first final to go in and uh, started us off on a pretty good day. Yeah, and San Francisco just basically ran out of time there at the end, uh, more more or less, right. and had to kick a field goal right. or didn't even, or just played for a field goal. They certainly didn't want to throw the ball around the yard when the Redskins had no timeouts left. All right, how many uh, early Sunday games? How many late Sunday games do we have this week? Uh, I think we got. Let me see. 
Hang on, I got to get down. That my computer's a little slow here. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine early, three late, and then the uh, primetime games. Okay. Two by two teams on a buy. Dallas and Baltimore. Dallas and Baltimore on buys. All right, we'll get to both of yeah. those teams. Uh, for those unfamiliar, we uh, we go through these and we'll uh, rehash yesterday's games with. Uh, Lots to say about certain games. Let's do one from the morning on on Sunday, this coming Sunday. Uh, Giants at Detroit. Giants at Detroit. Giants uh, yesterday lose to the Cardinals. That game got to three and a half late in favor of the Giants uh, pre-flop yesterday. Saquon came back, 18 carries, 72 yards, a touchdown. Daniel Jones, meh. 22 of 35, 223, one touchdown, a pick. He was sacked eight times, Chris. Eight times yeah. by the Cardinals. Uh, the Giants were minus three in turnovers. It's their third straight loss. Uh, Pat Shermer winless in five challenges this season. I like that little note in the game. Uh, not, a, not doing well on challenges either. So they lose. They're two and five now. Detroit, as we just mentioned, lose to the uh, Vikings. But Matthew Stafford, 30 of 45, 364, four touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked two times. By the way, he's the fastest quarterback to reach 40,000 yards passing in NFL history. How about that? Danny Amendola, 8 for 105. Uh, catches, 8 for 105. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., 10 catches for 93 yards and four. Count them, four touchdowns uh, for Marvin Jones. And uh, the Lions, they lose their third straight game after a 2-0-1 start. They're now 2-3-1. As everybody in Detroit can tell you, it's just another year for the Lions, who are uh, in the cellar there in the NFC North. Uh, all that said, it's at Detroit. I'll say Detroit minus six. Uh, a little light. Detroit seven. And uh, I see seven, a couple spots with some juice on the dog. I think seven is probably a high watermark. Yeah. But I think seven's okay here. You know, I, really, Detroit's lost a couple of heartbreakers. And as well as Minnesota played yesterday, Detroit hung in there with them. I mean, you know, you know, I know the defense didn't do much to stop Minnesota, but their offense, I thought, really looked pretty good. Most of that's on Stafford. You talk about him being the first of 40,000 yards. A lot of that has to do with the fact that he's probably been behind yep. most of his career and he yep. had the throw. You know, but he, he wasn't bad yesterday, and uh, they, they had some pretty decent results on offense, and just the Giants look like they're heading in the wrong direction right now, even though the wide guys pounded them pretty good yesterday. That was a... Another very good result for us. So uh, I am going to open seven. Uh, like I said, I think that's a high water mark. I could see where the sharp players will come in and take the Giants. But, uh, boy, I'm sure we'll take a bet at seven yeah. you know, with, this, with these two teams. I don't have a problem with seven. I probably did go light there. Let's do one more. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tampa Bay at Tennessee. Jeez. Uh, Tampa Bay at Tennessee. All right, let me just guess this one first before I even talk about it. This has to be three, I would imagine, in favor of Tennessee. Uh, Tannehill yesterday. Let me just say this about before we get to the se- the ending sequence of that Tennessee Jeff's already rolling his eyes at this. Before we get to the uh, closing sequence of that Tennessee Chargers game yesterday, the Titans Chargers game. Let me just say this: Ryan Tannehill, uh, twenty three of twenty nine, three twelve, three hundred twelve yards through the air, two touchdowns, one pick. Now here's the thing about him: he, if you watch that game, he completed a lot of passes in tight quarters. I was very impressed by him as an improvement. And look, he's not going to set the world on fire. Ryan Tannehill, for goodness sake, it's still him. But he was so much better to me than Marcus Mariota was. And Marcus Mariota, whose whose primary skill is not turning the ball over. But really, Tannehill was so much more effective for them, I thought. So the end of this game yesterday between the Titans 
and the Chargers. By the way, Tampa Bay obviously coming off a bye. When last we saw them, they were in London getting beat by the Carolina Panthers, so they have extra rest here. But I'll say Tennessee minus three. The, the, the closing sequence of that game yesterday, which was just sort of very controversial, and one of these things where here, – here it is, by the way. Here's Will Brinson's tweet. Chargers got to the one-yard line and – one, got 10 free seconds from Mike Vrabel. Two, committed a false start. Three, drew a defensive P.I. Four, got a touchdown. Five, had it reversed. Six, ran the ball again. Seven, fumbled. Eight, lost. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great tweet for Will Brinson. But essentially, if you missed it yesterday, uh, Jarrell Casey recovered a fumble by Melvin Gordon at the goal line with 15 seconds left. Tennessee pulled out a 23-20 victory Sunday over the Chargers. After a frantic final minute, the Chargers thought they had scored the go-ahead touchdown not once, but twice. Yeah. Uh, in the final 44 yeah. seconds, only to lose both on review by the replay official. Uh, that official also overturned Gordon being stopped on the Chargers' final play. Phillip Rivers, first, the first one was the pass to Austin Eckler, took 16 yards, was ruled a touchdown, only, be, only to be reversed by the replay official for not breaking the plane as he was tackled by uh, Vicaro, uh, Kenny Vaccaro and Logan Ryan at the one. And then after a false start... Malcolm Butler then was flagged for defensive pass interference on Mike Williams in the end zone. That gave the Chargers again the ball at the one. Gordon went over right tackle with 34 seconds left for what officials ruled a one-yard touchdown, and the replay official then reversed the call for the second time in what became a run for no gain. That set up Gordon's final run with 19 seconds left. Shenanigans, Chrissy. Uh, this This was one of these games where if you had Tennessee, which I did, by the way, Please, if I ever complain about anything else ever again, remind me of this game, right? Because I think the officials got it right, but the notion that all of that ended up going my way is just an unbelievable upset. If you are a Chargers fan or a Chargers backer, first of all, if you're a Chargers backer, you're probably like, no, they didn't get it right multiple times. You probably thought that. Uh, I would disagree with you. But if you're a Chargers fan or if you're just an observer of the Chargers, this was the most Chargers thing ever. And I have said on this show, and I brought it up uh, via Twitter yesterday, we have said on a numbers game on numerous occasions, too many to count, Phillip Rivers never sneaks the football. Find me footage of any time in his career where Phillip Rivers sneaks. It's almost as if it's in his contract. And yesterday, to me, proved that. Like, if you're not sneaking there, you're never sneaking. And uh, Tennessee gets the win. The Chargers fall to two and five. Tennessee's three and four. As far as this game, Tennessee minus three over Tampa Bay. I, I think that has to be the line. I like your number better. It's really two and a half, and I even see some twos. Mm. Um, at, on this show, I'm going to say that I'm going to open at two and a half, but I, I tell you right now, I might wind up opening at three just to take a bet because I think this has to go to three. Uh, Tannehill. Uh, was not bad yesterday. Where's my notes? You know, one thing that was impressed me by him, 10.8 yards per attempt. And that's one of the things, first things I look at. And a lot of guys look at that. Uh, I, that impressed me. You know, I think that he's, did he learn? I don't, I don't know. Cause we, he's had, it's not like some rookie that all of a sudden we're looking at for the first time. He's been around for quite a while, but he played really well yesterday. And I don't think Tennessee has all that many tools to make him that much better than he has been. But I thought he really played well. I know you've been anti-Mariota for a long time. Yes, I and I really probably should have. I should have listened to you because I think you're definitely right. So it looks like a big improvement to me over Mariota. And why they're not a full three over Tampa Bay, you know, I really don't know. So on this show right now, I'm going to say two and a half. But I, I, I'm going to think about this one. I might open three and take a bet because I think we will get the three. Uh, 
but boy, that <laughs> I guess we'll get to the Chargers. They're actually the next game up. But boy, they do a lot of chargery things, and I'm sure our friend E is down in yeah, San Diego. Right. And I think still a Charger fan, uh, just because he loves the punishment. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll have a lot to say about that. But you're right about the sneak, and uh, and I, I'm not sure the refs got it right. I really thought that first one was a touchdown for sure. And how they could overrule that second one? I mean, that was a massive body. You know, not right or wrong, but how could they overrule the call in the field? I just don't know. Well, we'll, you know, we'll talk. We'll we, talk about it a little further. I needed the Chargers too, so I'm sure my opinion's a bit tainted. Yeah, I think. We, well, listen, I think we all might be uh, tainted by where our uh, where our agenda was, where our needs were uh, yeah. monetarily in that one. We'll come back. We'll we'll bring up the Chargers game as we continue with this. Okay. Uh, guessing lines, week eight in the National Football League. It's a numbers game right here on Veasan, brought to you by the BetMGM app. Of course, we're first time players can get in on the action with a first bet completely risk free, up to five. $100. The same guys that brought you the Borgata, of course, in Atlantic City. Atlantic City's premier hotel and casino will be with you all season long here in football with a wide variety of betting options and easy deposit and withdrawal methods. Just download the app, use the bonus code VSIN500 at sign up to get your $500 risk free bet. Bonus code VSIN500 to place your first BetMGM a wager risk free. You could sign up anywhere, but you got to be in the state of New Jersey to place a bet. BetMGM, it's how you play the game. Download the app today. Got to be 21 or older. New Jersey only. Restrictions apply. Coming back, more Week 8 guessing line on a numbers game at VEASAN. Welcome back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Let's bring in producer number five, Jeff Parles here for a second. The end of that Tennessee LA Chargers game yesterday. What what do you think the officials got right? What do you think they got wrong? First off, uh, precursor to this, I had Chargers in-game plus three and a half. So that whole sequence worked so perfectly for me. Yeah. Uh, the, here's what I'll, I, I actually agree with what, what Chris said. I thought the first touchdown, the Eckler touchdown, that was overturned. I didn't think they had a good enough angle to overturn that. I thought that should have stood on the field as a touchdown. The, the first Gordon touchdown to be overturned, so the second touchdown to be overturned, I thought he was down. I thought they got that one correctly. The third one, I lost the football in the oh, whole scrum. It was clearly a fumble. If it was clearly second. a fumble. Yes. Jarrell Casey clearly ended up with the yes. ball. So I think they ended up getting that one correct. That one they got right so, for sure. So it was – First one, I didn't like the overturn. Second one, they got right. Third, if the ball's loose, clear fumble. How about we're missing the sequence before that when the uh, Titans had the ball, and on a third down play, they marked it probably way closer to the to the down marker right, it than been. it should have been. And then on fourth down, he may have gotten it, but they marked it short, and then Vrabel didn't challenge it. Yeah, I have no idea why Vrabel didn't challenge that. Because I thought he, I thought he got it on the fourth down, and you are right. That was it was fourth and inches with the way they marked it. It yeah. should have been fourth and a whole yard, and right. maybe even a yard and a few and a few inches. I wish I could. I wish there was a way to capture the audio. I was in a sports book yesterday, and we didn't have the sound of the game because obviously the two other games that were going on at the time were much more marquee and much more bet upon the uh, Baltimore Seattle game and of course the New Orleans Chicago game. So we were left those of us betting on this game in this frantic, we don't know what the heck is going on debate with each other at every turn. And I wish, I wish we could capture that audio and run that back today. Uh, But it was very apparent on the last one, on the last play with the fumble that Tennessee was going to win that game. Cause we were like, wait, no, 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 that's, and then we were worried, you know, I was worried, wait a minute, does he get the, do they get the ball at the one yard line? And then is, are the Titans going to take a safety? And there was like, no, 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 it's a touchback because he got it in the end zone. So there was all kinds of things that could have gone wrong as far as the uh, as far as the spread. But interesting that you thought you both and Chrissy believe that the first one uh, should not have been overturned. 
We didn't see the ball, but it did look like when his butt was down, there couldn't have been any part of his body at the goal line. I don't know. Maybe it's my money talking. Maybe it's your money talking. Who knows? Uh, it's an interesting debate for sure. We'll talk about it for weeks. Let's go to the next game. Chrissy, we'll bring you, we'll bring you back in here. Uh, you said the Chargers is the next game? Chargers in San Diego. And uh, I guess you got this message, too, from our friend E out of San Diego. Oh, he I, messaged us. I didn't, didn't check the I didn't gotta check gotta the check, phone yet. Yeah, you got to check your message. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, yeah, you could probably imagine. Anyway, uh, we got the Chargers at Chicago. Oh, speak of the devil, uh, Chargers. Yeah. Well, first of all, Rivers yesterday for the Chargers, twenty-four of thirty-eight, three twenty-nine, two touchdowns, no picks. But again, he doesn't sneak. Uh, Austin Eckler who should be the entire Chargers offense should revolve around him. And the, the entrance of yeah. Melvin Gordon has screwed up everything. Seven catches, 118 touchdown. Chargers have lost three straight, five of their past six. Uh, their, their offensive line was already banged up with Mike Pouncey out, Russell Okung, uh, trying to work his way back. He has blood clots. But then uh, Forrest Lamp, their left guard, hurt an ankle midway through the second quarter. He was carted off the field as well. So they are banged up on the offensive line. Chicago yesterday... And if, if the ghost of Michael Lombardi was here right now, we'll have him on the show tomorrow. But this was Michael Lombardi's Citizen Kane for Mitchell Trubisky yesterday. Uh, 34 of 54 for 251. If you look at the box score, that's what you see. You're like, oh, 34 of 51, 251. Now forget 34 of 54. Forget the fact that he threw the ball 54 times, right, coming off the injury. Yeah. That's another matter for Matt Nagy to talk about. Two touchdowns, no picks. But of those 251 yards passing, got this one, Jeff? Listen to this. 138 of the 251 were in the last four minutes and 25 seconds of the game. So really, he did nothing. He said his shoulder was fine. Uh, Allen Robinson was his favorite target, 10 of 87 for a touchdown. But they were 2 of 12 on third down against New Orleans. Uh, they set a franchise record, the Bears did, and I'll put record in quotes, of seven carries. Seven carries. That's a franchise low. 17 yards rushing, by far their fewest this season. Uh, and really all the fans had to cheer for was that uh, Cordell Patterson 102-yard kickoff return. The Bears gave up a season-high 424 yards in their loss to the Saints while being held at 252. They managed just four first downs through the first three quarters. Wow. So you got the Chargers coming off that loss. You got the Bears coming off that Trubisky game. And I'll just put it in no man's land between three and seven and say Bears minus five and a half. Well, you're dead on. It's uh, five and a half. I see a couple of fives. I'm going to open this five because this is the kind of game where the Chargers will cover. Will they win? I have no idea. Right. But it's the kind of game. And, you know, we say in the NFL, you always want to buy low, sell high. Well, you're buying low on both these teams right now. Uh, I think I mentioned, uh, I mentioned yards per attempt. Really one of the first things I look at. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, 4.6 yards per attempt. That was a low watermark. I'm pretty sure. I have to look at my notes here. But I'm pretty sure that was the worst uh, yards per attempt from any quarterback in the NFL yesterday. And he really was pitiful. And they, they ran the ball seven times for 17 yards. So he's not getting much help either. Uh, their defense is pretty good. But this is one of those games, though. This was a really good game for us yesterday. Uh, all the money was on the Bears. And I remember just telling my guys. I do not understand. Boy, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we might win or lose. God knows. I mean, we lose plenty of games. Lord knows. But 
I just did not see the attraction with the Bears. I just didn't see it. And, you know, you could say, well, Teddy Bridgewater's kind of fake and, you know, not really playing as well as his record indicates. And, you know, I, I, I get all that. But, you know, and they did have a lot of injuries on New Orleans. But still, you're laying that many points. I mean, we, we closed this game five yesterday. You know, I just couldn't understand it. Matter of fact, I'm looking at my sheet from last week. I like New Orleans plus the three and a half is what you know what it opened. You know, on the point of five. Well, I mean, look, um, look, we get. I, listen, I'm I'm the first person to admit it. Get a lot wrong in the National Football League, but we have sort yeah. of hit our stride, and New Orleans is the best example of that. Both weeks now, both against Jacksonville last week, against the Bears yesterday, I had New Orleans favored in both of those games on guessing lines. New Orleans appears to be. Based on what we've seen with Philadelphia, based on what we, I mean, obviously people in Dallas and Minnesota and Green Bay and other places are going to have something to say about it. San Francisco is undefeated. But, man, it's hard to make a case that New Orleans isn't at the top of their game right now with a backup quarterback, right? I mean, they're, they look yeah. fabulous. On defense, they win different ways, too, right? They blocked a punt. I mean, they're, they're a, mm-hmm. a well-rounded team. But yeah. They're well coached, and yes. they got a lot of good players, and they had some holes in the lineup yesterday with players missing. But you, you'd never know it, certainly by looking at the at the final score. They're well-coached. They've done a good job drafting and picking up free agents, et cetera, et cetera. That's a good, good team. And uh, anyway, we're going back to Chicago and the Chargers. I, I think five is what I'm going to open. Like I said, I, I, I kind of lean towards the Chargers in this game. As heartbreaking as that was yesterday, and they did some good things. And, you know, I mean, is it? How long are we going to have faith in Trubisky? I think the, the the Chicago people are getting extremely frustrated. Fans, I'm talking about. I'm not sure when management is going to start pulling the plug, but he does not look like the answer. And they traded up to draft him number two overall. I, I mean, even at that time, I I, I I was not sure why that was. He just had a very brief career in North Carolina, and I didn't think it was all that great. But somehow the scouts, you know, fell in love with him and. You know, that, that seems to happen every year with a lot of quarterbacks, and that's how we get a lot of busts out of the first-round quarterbacks. And that's and not arm, and that's not armchair quarterback, and we said it that day. Like, how are you? We did, yeah. Deshaun Watson, who, who we saw win a national championship, yeah. right? Like, it just yeah. made no sense. Anyway, uh, so you're opening five on that. I'm going to open five. I, you know, and i, I got to tell you, I kind of lean towards the Chargers in this one. Hmm. I do think I do think that was the game yesterday. That might have been the tipping point for a lot of Trubisky apologists to sort of do an about face yesterday. I have a feeling three, excuse me, four first downs in the first three quarters against a good defense for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah sure. no, seven carries, seventeen yards again of Trubisky's two hundred and fifty fifty one yards passing. 138 of them were the last four minutes and 25 seconds of that game. So he had 113 yards passing for almost that entire football game till the flurry at the end. Let's do one more here before the break, Chris. Okay. Well, this is going to be not much to talk about here. Seattle at Atlanta, and we don't know about Matt Ryan. And, uh, uh, you know, I see one number up. I'm not even sure it's an active number, uh, but I see one number right now. And uh, it's going to be hard to make it out, Matt Ryan. Matt Schaub's a backup, a nice veteran, played really well yesterday. But pretty big difference between Schaub and Ryan. And uh, I don't think you'll see any numbers on this game until we get uh, a little bit better of an update on Matt Ryan. All right, Ryan's right leg, for those who missed it, uh, bent awkwardly when he was sacked by Aaron Donald. Fourth quarter of that game yesterday, he fumbled. Donald recovered. Uh, Ryan limped off the field. He was escorted to the medical tent. 
and then he was walked to the locker room, still favoring the ankle. That was with 736 remaining in the game. Dan Quinn, head coach Dan Quinn, said he did not know the severity of Ryan's injury. Uh, Ryan wore a walking boot in the locker room. Uh, That was in Atlanta's loss yesterday. Um, What was the final on that? 37-10 with a cosmetic touchdown there. They had 37 to 10 Falcons one and six, their fifth straight loss. So if it's Ryan or if it's Shaw, Shaw was six for six, I think a relief. Uh, if it was Ryan, I would say Seattle minus four on the road. If it's Shaw, it's probably closer to a touchdown. But as you say, that we don't have anything. Yeah. Just too big of a disparity right now. Nobody wants to put that out there, including me. I don't want to put it out there until I find out a little bit more. It's like, it's a Shaw nice backup. But uh, come on, I mean, as big the you know, as much as Atlanta's had their problems this year, it's not really starting with Matt Ryan. I mean, he's still a pretty good quarterback. They have a lot of other problems on this team, but Matt Ryan is not the main culprit. Uh, you brought up our buddy E uh, moments ago, and I will check the phone yeah. <laughs> in a moment to see what he yeah. has to say. But you know, one of his big pet peeves over the years, he's he's a guy in Southern California, so he's watched Pete Carroll intimately at USC and beyond. He is not a fan, understatement, not a fan of Pete Carroll. Seattle loses to Baltimore yesterday. Uh, they do so by the score of thirty to sixteen. Um, in a game that was really marked by two defensive touchdowns for the Ravens. That was the difference. A rare Russell Wilson mistake, a pick six that Marcus Peters in his first game for the Ravens takes back to the house. And then there was a DK Metcalf uh, fumble that was returned for a touchdown with 347 left in the fourth quarter uh, that made it a 17-point game and really closed the door on the Seahawks. But think about Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll... um, Basically, this is Felica said this yesterday to me via text. He goes, Pete Carroll couldn't stop the 85 Sooners offense yesterday, right? Like, that was just, you know, he's supposed to be a defensive genius. There was no spy. There was no rush discipline. And think about the different things that happened in that game, too. He kicks a 53-yard field goal in pouring rain on fourth and three at the Baltimore 35 and a 13-13 tie with 6.51 left in the third quarter. Bad decision. He challenged a P.I. and lost, of course. Was out of timeouts midway through the second quarter. Um, On and on and on. And so, you know, we, we talk about handicapping coaches. Pete Carroll is, like, not on my good list at all. And I think he's on a lot of people's good lists. So I think that he's one of these coaches that people are ve- have very different opinions on. Well, you know, you talk about no spy for uh, for Seattle. And Jackson had 14 carries for 116 yards. Oh man, he's all. So at it, some point, you yeah. have to make an adjustment, don't you? What it, Jeff? I mean, what did you and, it's, and by the way, that's not that big of an aberration. The guy is, you know, arguably the best running quarterback in the NFL. I mean, we can make that case. Well, here's you what, know, but I mean, come on. Here's what Jadavian Clowney said after the game. Quote, I always wanted to play against Michael Vick. I guess I'm getting the new era with Lamar Jackson right there. <laughs> and, Jeff, what did you say yeah. before the show, off air? What did you say? He's a better runner than Vick was. Oh, my He's God. a better runner. And that's and, – and I'm not – remem- I remember Clutch Vick. Clutch my pearls when no, you say something like that. No, that's just how good Lamar Jackson – there were yeah. multiple plays yesterday that were – should have been losses of seven, losses of eight that he turned into 15 – 20, 25 yards. He was incredible running the ball yesterday. Yeah, he was. I mean, but man, Michael Vick, generational. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it was yeah. phenomenal. But but you, so no line basically is what you're saying here, Seattle and Atlanta because of the run. No line. Like yeah. I said, I, I see one line at three and a half, but I'm not sure that's an active line. You know, sometimes my screen doesn't uh, 
put updates when they just scratch a game. So I'm not sure that's an active line or not. All right, we'll come back. Uh, yeah, but, you know, is he better than Michael Vick? Boy, that's a, that's a, oh, that's a big one. Easy, but he's, I, like I said, he's arguably the best running quarterback in the NFL right now. Well, for and you sure. Didn't make an adjustment for that. Forget making an adjustment. You should have known before the game that was going to be part of it. You know. So yeah. I don't know. That was curious. Uh, we'll come back. We'll continue more guessing lines week eight. Uh, and we'll talk a little baseball here in the break, and then we'll resume uh, week eight lines after that. Um, we'll also talk, of course, tomorrow about the National Basketball Association, which, which uh, gets underway. And our basketball guide is out. You want to get ready for both pro and college basketball seasons. With help from your guys in the desert, it's VEASAN's first ever NBA guide ready for you to download. JVT, Jonathan Von Toll, did a great job with this, dissecting all 30 NBA teams, projecting the best starting lineups for each, analyzing bench depth, breaking down every team's schedule for betting opportunities. 120-page digital magazine. It'll make you a better handicapper throughout the NBA betting season. And VEASAN's first college basketball guide will be out the first week in November. That includes previews of all 32 conferences, a scouting report on every Division I team from Greg Hoops Peterson. Top 50 ranking from Matt Humans plus Steve Mackinnon's power ratings. Pro and college guides, $9.99 a piece, but buy them together for just $14.99. Details at vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com dot com slash subscribe. More guessing lines with Chrissy Andrews next on a numbers game at Visa. Support for today's show as always comes from bookmaker.eu as you probably know already from listening to this podcast. They've been an industry leader for close to 30 years and here's the deal. High volume sports book that's suited for pro players. Yes. But it also caters to large recreational players and the three things that matter the most. They're first to post odds, they take the highest limits, and they pride themselves on never having kicked out a winning player. Never, ever. And that's the truth. A rarer and rarer commodity these days on the global landscape. Bookmaker's motto, where the lines originate, because chances are the sportsbook at which you've been betting follows their lines. And right now, once again, if you visit bookmaker.eu slash gill, that's bookmaker.eu slash G-I-L-L. You can claim an exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300. That's bookmaker.eu slash gill to join and claim your welcome bonus of up to $300. Do so right now. Best betting experience you can possibly have at bookmaker.eu slash gill. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. We get texts. Lombardi texts me. He goes, why didn't Vrabel challenge the spot? I said, no clue whatsoever. It's as if the refs told him he had no chance at a reversal. Again, I'm just speculating. I'm like, I have no idea why he, why he ate the, what, the flag. And then uh, our buddy E, what uh, <laughs> Chrissy was referring to, uh, he said, uh, I'm no longer a Chargers fan. They deserve all of this bad karma and more. And they employ a coach who couldn't coach a high school diddlywinks team. So he feels, he feels strongly about Anthony Lynn. Um, and he also points out that everyone in San Diego hate roots against them and Spanos. Uh, he says he respects Rivers, doesn't want to see him get hurt. And he was, in fact, he was. He was the first one to, ever, to talk about the, the Rivers no sneak thing. Find me footage of Philip Rivers sneaking. It doesn't exist. Chrissy, let's do one more. Okay. Jets, we're playing tonight at Jacksonville. Okay, so Jets unseen here, sight unseen. They are, uh, by the way, I got the Jets tonight catching the nine. I'll take the Jets tonight. I think, yeah. I think they cover that. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got to always take a big gulp when you're facing the Patriots, but I will take the Jets tonight. So Jacksonville, they win yesterday uh, in a tight game yesterday for most of the afternoon, but then they pulled away from Cincinnati late. They win it 27 to 17 and cover three interceptions by the Jags in the fourth quarter, defensive touchdown. 
The Jags managed only field goals by uh, the still-perfect Josh Lambeau through three quarters. They piled up 309 yards in the first half, but had to settle for just two field goals. So that game probably should have been a lot wider of a margin than it was. Leonard Fournette, 29-131. to 131. D.D. Westbrook, six catches, 103. They outgained Cincinnati, 460-291. to 291. Outrushed Cincinnati, 216-33. to 33. By the way, all of those yards from Andy Dalton. We'll get to them. 11 penalties for 133. They did uh, make a lot of mistakes there with flags. So I'll, I'll say Jacksonville minus three and a half as a placeholder. Uh, you're a little like four and a half. Hmm. And um, I'm not sure. You know, um, first we'll, of all, we'll see tonight again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see tonight. But a lot of money did show on Jacksonville yesterday uh, and throughout the week. And a lot of, uh, you know, sharp money and public money. Uh, you know, and Minshew was okay. He wasn't great. He was okay. Uh, his QBR is 33.6, which I was surprised it was that low. Uh, he had one touchdown, no interceptions, eight yards per attempt. So I was really kind of surprised that the uh, QBR was out low. I don't know. QBR is one of those. I like looking at it because, like I said, it gives you a different glimpse at some statistics, but I'm not sure what all goes into that formula. Uh, anyway, I really thought Fournette was a key to that game. Uh, he had 131 yards himself rushing. They rushed for 216 total. Or Cincinnati had 33 yards on the ground. Holy cow. And they ran it 20 times. All from Andy Dalton. Um, the rest of them had zero yeah. yards. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I really thought that was uh, really the key to the game. And you're, you're right. It probably should have been by a wider margin. And, you know, I mean, everybody knocks Dalton. He probably deserves it quite a bit. But I think if he had a better team, you'd probably see a better result out of him. But anyway, I, I, you know, I'm probably going to open four and a half here as a placeholder just because I want to see what the Jets do. And I have the Jets myself in a couple contests. Um, I expect them to play well tonight, and if they do, that number will come down. But, uh, you know, wise guys love Jacksonville. They've been in love with them for like the last two <laughs> decades, it seems like. You know, so I'm going to open four and a half again as a placeholder. But uh, if the Jets play well tonight, and I kind of think they will. I think this number will probably come down. Remember, we talked about how, well, guessing lines, we've had New Orleans better the, uh, than the market did the last two weeks. I had them favored the last two weeks. We talked about how that Miami line was ridiculous last week. I My guess on Jacksonville last week was the biggest difference between my guess and what the market was. I had Jacksonville minus 5.5. It ended up being like minus 3.5 yeah. or whatever it was. Uh, Jacksonville yeah. gets it done. So uh, we'll see how the Jets do tonight. And then that line will, of course, be more appropriately calibrated. We'll come back with Chris Andrews on a numbers game exclusively right here at VEASAN. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two, guessing lines, week eight, the National Football League. It is a numbers game right here at VEASAN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, Sirius XM Channel 204. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number five, hanging out, licking his wounds from his college football Saturday. Still talking about that. Uh, just to clean up some things. By the way, it's all brought to you by the BetMGM app. Let's let's uh, make sure we are aware of that. Uh, where first-time bettors can make a $500 risk-free bet. Not $250, not $300. I'm talking $500. Uh, same guys that brought you the Borgata Atlantic City's Premier Hotel and Casino. Be with you all season long with a wide variety of betting options. And here's the key. Easy deposit and withdrawal methods. The withdrawal methods are key. Just download the app. Use bonus code VSIN500 at sign up to get your $500 risk-free bet. VSIN500 is what it is. It's a place your first bet MGM wager risk-free. You can sign up anywhere, but remember, you have to be in the state of New Jersey to actually place the wager. Bet MGM, it's how you play the game. Download the app today. 21 or older, New Jersey only. Restrictions apply. 
apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. BetMGM. That's the BetMGM app. Uh, so let's clean up some things. One, uh, on Twitter, I have uh, said out loud many times, find me a Philip Rivers sneak. Uh, Warren Sharp has done just that. So thank you to Shy City Brian for pointing this out. Warren Sharp says, says that he's seen one video, one, of a Philip Rivers sneak. Yes, Parlay, you, you remember this? I think I know it. So here's what Warren had to say. Uh, since 2015, Rivers only has seven rushes in short yardage situations. Uh, Warren saying, I went back to 2015 and watched all seven. Only one of them was an actual quarterback sneak, and he converted it for a first down. Technically, a 100% conversion rate on sneaks, but it was his only conversion. One. So he did find one. So I stand corrected. How dare you? Uh, but yeah, that's the, but the point is, the point remains, it's like it's in his contract. It's as if it's in his contract. No, no snakes. They didn't even consider it yesterday with him. All right, Chrissy, let's, uh, let's resume week eight. Let's uh, do the rest of the early games. What's next? Philadelphia at Buffalo. All right. Um, this is not an easy line to guess, by the way. No. Uh, Philadelphia got housed last night. And, I don't, you know, look, I, that was one of those where and I didn't end up playing it. But that was one of those on guessing lines. That might have been the exception. That was the one where I was like, wow, I don't think Dallas deserves to be a three-point favorite here. So let me just raise my hand. This one, my first instinct was wrong on. Philadelphia got destroyed last night, 37-10. to 10. Dallas had their tackles back. Uh, they had Amari Cooper back, of course. They were kind of at the old full strength, to use the hockey term. And uh, it was just destruction. Carson went 16 of 26 for 191, one touchdown, one pick. He threw a pick and had two of Philadelphia's uh, two of Philadelphia's three lost fumbles, also from Carson Wentz. They dropped their second straight game after a two-game winning streak. It was just the second time in 33 winning flips, coin flips, that is, that Doug Peterson uh, hadn't deferred in order to start the second half on offense, and it backfired immediately when the Eagles fumbled on their first two possessions, led to a pair of touchdowns from the Cowboys. It was 14 to nothing. The Cowboys started the, with the ball on the Eagles' side of the field twice in a row. 14 to nothing before you could blink. Um, by the way, before that, Dallas was the only team in the NFL that hadn't started any drive on the, uh, the opposite side of the field. Uh, but the Eagles allowed Zeke 22 of 111 and a touchdown, 22 for 111 and a touchdown. Dallas finished with 189 yards rushing, 116 more than the average that Philly had given up before. Amari Cooper, five catches, 106. Um, Dallas was 8 of 14 on third down, 402 yards of offense. The Eagles were minus three in turnovers. They allowed Dallas uh, to snap their three-game losing streak. Anyway, Philadelphia was terrible. And a couple. And last week I was talking about, like, who are the great quarterbacks in the NFL? And I threw Carson Wentz into that group. I'm not so sure I, I need – I think I have to remove him, like, as quickly as I put, as I put him in there because I'm not sure this is the pre-injury Wentz we're seeing at all. And then there's Buffalo who not only was I incredulous about the line against the Dolphins, you know, a week ago, because I had it at 14, and I think, or 14 and a half, and it ended up being 17. But when, it, when they switched from Josh Rosen to Ryan Fitzpatrick midweek and it didn't move, this was the dumbest line of the week on the Bills. They end up winning by 10. By the way, the Dolphins did everything in their power to try to get a worst push ever on that with a late fumble. But Buffalo, uh, they get it done. Uh, Jordan Phillips uh, big play when he tackled Ryan Fitzpatrick for a 10-yard loss on first and goal from the Buffalo 2. Miami first and goal from the Buffalo 2. And that was uh, one play later. Tredavious White made a pick at the 2 to spark a second-half comeback. The Bills rallied from a 5-point deficit to the Dolphins yesterday for a 31-21 win. They're 5-1. and one. It's their best start in 11 years. 
Um, but they didn't seal it till Micah Hyde with 138 remaining in the game, uh, returned an onside kick for a touchdown one play after Fitzpatrick had scored. Uh, Josh Allen did have one nice drive, 12 play, 98 yard drive that followed White's interception. Uh, so this is a strange line to make Philly at Buffalo because, you know, Philly was terrible. Buffalo was, you know, okay in victory against the Dolphins. Some might even say not good at all. So is it three? I'll say Buffalo minus two and a half. It's one and a half. And I like that number better than yours. And I got to tell you right now, I mean, we talk about it, you know, not all the time, but often on this show. The NFL is all about buying low and selling high. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're selling Buffalo high, but you are buying Philly low right now. And uh, they they looked awful yesterday. I mean, let's be honest. It looked awful on national TV. That is always going to just sway the public opinion right there. I'm going to open one and a half, but I really kind of like Philly in this spot. Um, you know, Wentz, I, you know, kind of with you, Gil, I I probably would have had him uh, among the best quarterbacks in the league, but I'm not sure where to put him now. I mean, he was responsible for three turnovers yesterday, two fumbles and an interception. And, uh, you know, is that an aberration or not? You know, I, I'm not sure, to be quite honest with you. But I do think the rest of the team is pretty good. And I think if Wentz gets right, I do think they're uh, still a legitimate challenger. Now, it's going to be very hard with their record right now uh, to make the playoffs. But I do think they're a challenger to two of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, I'm going to open one and a half, but i got to tell you right now, I'm kind of leaning towards Philly in this game because I think they're just not as bad as they looked last night. It would not surprise me one iota if Philadelphia won this game handily, right? Like just the NFL, this is yeah. a matchup could go any, or and it wouldn't surprise me if Buffalo did the same, right? This is one of these. This might be the answer to the question: Which game do I want no part of next week? This might be <laughs> that game. Next, yeah. Well, we got a few more coming up, so don't, yeah. don't rush into maybe, that. Maybe one. I shouldn't hold it. Yeah, don't hold me to that yet. <laughs> okay, Cincinnati at the Rams. That's a London game, correct? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yes, right. It is. I'm sorry. Cincinnati at the Rams. Cincinnati winless, 0-6. We talked about it. They uh, they lost yesterday once again. They did to Jacksonville. Kept with them for a while. Probably should have been uh, down further, but they, they hung tight. Then they got crushed at the end. Uh, Andy Dalton, 22 of 43, 276. One touchdown, three picks. He had four carries for 33 yards and a touchdown. The reason I point that out is because the rest of the Bengals had 16 carries for zero yards. 16 carries for zero yards. Alex Erickson, by the way, was his uh, favorite target. Eight for 137. They were outgained by Jacksonville, 460 to 291. They were outrushed by Jacksonville, 216 to, three, uh, to 33. Minus four in turnovers. They only had the ball for 21 minutes and 42 seconds. They fall to 0-7 for the first time in 11 years. Excuse me, they're 0-6. Are they 0-7 or 0-6? What are the, what are the Bengals? Are they 0-7? 0-7. So they fall to 0-7 for the first time in 11 years. Excuse me. They were booed repeatedly by their home crowd, so maybe they're happy to go to London. Um, here's some stuff. Miles Jack picked off Dalton at the Jacksonville 10 uh, to preserve the late lead. Uh, Yannick uh, Jakue, is the, am I pronouncing that correctly? Ngakwe. Ngakwe, I'm sorry. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, his interception return of a floating screen pass put it away. When Ngakwe, here's, here's what I wanted to point out about Ngakwe. When he saw Giovanni Bernard in the game, this is what he said after the game. He said he figured Cincinnati was going to throw a screen pass and got in a position to pick it off. Quote, I noticed when Bernard was in the game, they were looking to pass. And when it was Joe Mixon, they were looking to run. So I thought it was going to be a screen. So 
efforts that simple. Uh, it tells you something about the Cincinnati Bengals right there. By the way, first five possessions of the game, the Bengals ran 18 plays and managed 20 yards. Your Cincinnati Bengals. The Rams win. Uh, Jared Goff, two touchdowns, ran for another. Jalen Ramsey's addition to the secondary worked out well yesterday. The defense enjoyed a productive day. Five sacks, a pick, a fumble, return for a touchdown against the Falcons. Ramsey uh, blanketed Julio Jones, kept him to six catches for 93 yards. That worked out well, first returns. Rams are going to stay in Atlanta, for those wondering about travel here. Rams are going to stay in Atlanta to practice at Georgia Tech for a few days before flying to, to London for the game against the Bengals. Because it's in London, we've talked about this before, it mutes what otherwise would be a bigger spread to me because the travel sort of mitigates it. So I will put it just shy of two touchdowns as opposed to two touchdowns or greater. I'll say Rams minus 13. Uh, it's 12 and a half or 13. I might be more prouder about that guess than anything. Yeah, that's a very good guess. I'm going to open 12 and a half. I, I, you know, I, I think this game will be a little closer than the 13. I, you you kind of mentioned that it mitigates a lot of the uh, high scoring and the blowout factor. Sometimes I'm not sure that's always true, but sometimes. But we talk about some bad coaches. What Zach Taylor is that the guy's name from just, Cincinnati? Just looks bewildered. Yeah. Oh my God! Where did they get this guy? <laughs> I mean, he is so bad. I believe oh, Sean McVay is the answer. Yes. <laughs> you know, he is just totally clueless. And like I said, if you have guys on the defensive line that are reading plays like that, you know, come on. How simple an explanation, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I you, listen, the, the Brown family who has owned the Bengals since their inception is notoriously cheap. And they have taken the, the city of Cincinnati for a ride for low these many years. And I think this is just one more case. They found a kid that they, you know, probably interviewed well and had some people recommend him. He is not ready to be an NFL coach. And I think there's some guys that grow into their positions, uh, certainly the case, and other guys that just don't have it. So far, I see nothing to tell me that this guy has it. You know, I'm going off on this tirade. I'm still open 12 and a half instead of 13. <laughs> it's kind of both numbers out there. But I'm going to open 12 and a half. Just because I just think 13 is a little too high in this spot. And again, you're you're buying low on Cincinnati, selling high a little bit on the Rams. But I think this number is a little bit out of hand. Uh, I wouldn't go crazy over it, but I'm going to open 12 and a half instead of 13. And there are both numbers around, but I'm going to go with the lower number. Chrissy, has there been anything yet on the show that I've been like, what was the, I guess Minnesota Washington is the one I was the furthest off from, but even that doesn't really excite me that much. Um, but nothing no, yet that like leaps off the page. So I'm wondering if we're going to get to it. Oh, which one, Jeff? I was going to say we're. I think we're we're on our way to getting. There. You predict. You predict I'm going to fall <laughs> flat on my face. Well, maybe that's a good thing as it's been the last couple of weeks. What's next, Chris? Arizona at New Orleans. Arizona and at New let's Orleans. Let's just say, yeah, Drew Brees is upgraded to questionable, and so is Alvin Kamara for uh, for New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, let's remember that about the New Orleans win yesterday. I think you pointed, that's a good thing to point out. There was no Alvin Kamara, right? And there was no Jared Cook. Alvin Kamara with an ankle and a knee, Jared Cook with an ankle. So Teddy Bridgewater didn't have them at his disposal yesterday, and they still crushed the Bears. The Saints go to 5-0 and without Drew Brees. 
uh, in their 36 to 25 win over the Bears, which, by the way, that score, in case you're wondering, very cosmetic. Uh, it was helped yes. along by an onside kick late. Um, it was it was much more of a blowout than that. Uh, Latavius Murray, 27 carries, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bear, 23 of 38 for 281, two touchdowns, no picks. Michael Thomas, nine catches, 131. The Saints were 7 of 15 on third down. Outgained the Bears, as we mentioned, 424 to 252. On the ground, they outgained them 151 to 17. And again, a time of possession mismatch, 37-26 to 22-34. As far as the Cardinals, who beat the Giants and did so as three-and-a-half-point dogs in the end, Kyler Murray, the up-and-down first year of Kyler Murray continues, 14 of 21 for 104. No touchdowns, no picks. Did you have Chase Edmonds going in your fantasy league? Chase Edmonds, 27 Mm -hmm. carries for 126 and three touchdowns. Cardinals were 7 of 15 on third down. They were 1 for 1 on fourth downs. I mean, that's been Kyler Murray's thing. Third downs, he has been really good. 10 penalties, though, for the Cardinals uh, for 85 yards. They were plus 3 in turnovers versus the Giants. Their third straight win. They were 0 3 and 1. Now they're 3 3 and 1. They had eight sacks, as I mentioned, of, of uh, Daniel Jones, four of them in a forced fumble from Chandler Jones. Um, that said, because you're right, Drew Brees, I even mentioned this last week, Drew Brees was thinking about or at least the Saints have been floating through reports anyway, that Breeze might want to come back for this game, which is right before their bye week, when most would have sort of assumed they'll just wait him out through the bye week. And Drew Breeze says he hasn't told anybody yet. He's said to people, I know when I'm coming back. So this could very well be Drew Breeze. Maybe it'll be Teddy Bear again. I don't know. But I'll say New Orleans by two touchdowns here at the Superdome. Wow, you're a little high. It's uh, nine, nine and a half. Um, really? Yeah. I will lay that uh, all day long. Yeah, I'm kind of with you in this one. Uh, now, they, they numbers up with or without uh, Drew Brees. And, uh, you know, I, I, I believe these are accurate numbers. I mean, like I said, sometimes on my screen, I'm not sure if they uh, scratch. Wait a minute. They scratch the game on my screen. How is yeah. that only nine? Nine and a half, whatever you said. I don't know. Give me the Saints. Give me the Saints. You with me, Parlay? I'm with you. For what it's worth, Gil, uh, one other shop in town opened this seven and a half. You'd stop it. So no, I'm just I'm just saying this opened at seven and a half at other places in town. Chris, what what league am I watching here? What's going on here? (laughs) Well, you know, I've been anti Murray really since day one. And, uh, you know, he's been much, much better than I anticipated. Much better. I'll give him that. But so is New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans, uh, like I said yesterday, a lot of wise guy money showed up. And I don't, I'm not sure it was really on Chicago as much as it was against New Orleans because of their injuries. Um, but this team has proven to be really, really good. And I have one very sharp better. I don't want to mention his name, but a lot of people would know exactly who it is who bet me on the Saints to win the NFC. He had a pretty good price on him, and he bet me on that. Uh, but I think he might be right. I think this might be the best team in the NFC. He might be. Uh, and, we, and we've been seeing this without Drew Brees, who's mm-hmm. you know a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, I'm going to open 10. And, and listen, I, listen you, you never know what goes through the mind uh, of a, a guy who's as competitive as Drew Brees. He's 40 years old, still playing pretty good football. Uh, so I don't want to question... Uh, like I said, the personality, the you know what made him what he is today. 
but they're nuts if they play in this game. You know, I mean, I would go with Teddy. You know, I, I don't think they would need him to, to win this game. Teddy's doing just fine. He's not, he's not Drew Brees yet, you know, but he's doing just fine. And, you know, give Brees the extra week off, and, uh, and then you got the bye after that. So you, you know you're going to get a healthy Brees coming back. But I'm going to open this game 10, and uh, we'll see where they go from there. Yeah, they're doing it with offense. They're doing it with defense. They're doing it with special teams, well-rounded football team. I'm, that's, and that's yeah. the first headline line of today, that's for sure, because I think yeah. that's a And really well-coached, too, by the way. And really, really well-coached, well absolutely. Yeah. Let's do the last early game. Okay, Oakland at Houston. Oakland and Houston. Um, Houston, who we mentioned, or maybe we didn't mention. Uh, Houston yesterday, they uh, lose to the Indianapolis Colts in what was probably the biggest game of the day, just in terms of a divisional game. Uh, Indianapolis with a 30-23 to win. Uh, Houston, for their part, let's just focus on them. Deshaun Watson, 23 of 34, 308, one touchdown, two picks, sacked three times. How many times have we said the Deshaun Watson retroactive box score? And you could say this about a lot of guys, but it's really stark when it comes to Watson. When he is clean, they win. When he is not, it tends to be multiple sacks. Uh, so we get three here for Deshaun Watson. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, nine catches, 106 for a touchdown. Uh, Stills, four catches for 105. Uh, but the uh, the Texans, 10 penalties, 54 yards. They were held to field goals on three red zone trips in the first half. Had to contend with a rare in-the-grasp call that uh, took one yeah. touchdown off the board, overturned replay review that put another one on the board for Indy and the plethora of penalties, as I mentioned. Fourth quarter, Houston started it by failing to convert a second, fourth, and one attempt. Then Deshaun threw an interception on the Texans' next series before Darius Leonard sealed the win by... Uh, picking off a tip pass with 26 seconds left. So Houston loses. They drop to four and three. Oakland, um, look, the end of that first half was everything in that game. Uh-huh. Everything, right? And, and Derek Carr has done this before. Uh-huh. It's, the yes, old, it's the old reach over the goal line to try to get a touchdown, and the ball gets – he loses possession. It goes through the end zone, doesn't you know fumble out of bounds in, in play on the field, on the playing field, but through the end zone – and the NFL rule, which to me is the dumbest rule in sports, gives the ball to the opposing team. I do not understand the logic of that because you are incentivized to reach over. And if you're incentivized to reach over, the Drew Brees wave kind of thing, then that does it. Just get the ball, give the give the Saints, or excuse me, give the uh, Raiders the ball back at the twenty or something. But to it change possession, it's just a rule that makes no sense to me. So Derek Carr. Instead of the uh, Raiders making this a close game, they're down 14-10 at the time, and Carr puts them in position to retake the lead uh, with a 48-yard completion down the middle to Waller. Gave Oakland first and goal at the four. The second down scrambled them by Carr uh, at the pylon. Um, Blake Martinez forces the fumble. It goes through the end zone for a touchback. The next time Oakland basically got the ball, they did get one play because this was with seconds left because immediately Green Bay goes down and scores with seconds left in the first half. So instead of it being 17-14 Raiders, it's 21-10 Packers. The Raiders have only time for one nonsense play at the end of the first half. Green Bay gets the ball first in the second half. They score again. It's 28-10. A 17-14 to 28-10 shift. 17-14 Raiders to 28-10 Packers. That's the game. It's over. And the Raiders fall to three and three. I'll say Houston by six at Houston. You're a little light at six and a half. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I was, you know, it was not a big game 
for the South Point. You know, we were pretty even on that. Uh, the early money was on the Raiders. Late money came back on the Packers. So we were pretty much dead even on the game. But I had Oakland in a couple of contests, so I was rooting for Oakland. I wanted to kill Carr. <laughs> I mean, I hate that play. And we can debate the rule all you want. I mean, that's not the point. The point is, that is the rule. Yeah. And he did it last year. And again, by the way, it's with his off hand, which is with his left hand. So you just assume that his right hand is going to be a little stronger. But so it's his, his left hand that he's reaching over like that. And I remember last year, he said after the game, Somebody asked him, would you do that again? I would do it the exact same way. Oh, I hate I that. Mean, oh, so you're confirming that you're an idiot. You didn't <laughs> learn anything. Well, yesterday was another confirmation <laughs> that he didn't learn a damn thing. Yeah. You know, he did the exact same thing, again, with his offhand reaching it like that. So, I mean, they'd have third and goal from, like, the one-inch line. That's not a bad position to be in. Oh, my God. I mean, that was such a stupid play, and I can tell you this. I am now totally off car. I mean, I, I hope they don't re-sign him for the same. You know, as well, I, mean, I would TP his house when he's living in Henderson or oh Southern Highlands. Oh I mean, he's never going to make it to Las Vegas. Gruden's going to kill this guy. Not not only get to Vegas. Not only is Chrissy coming back to Vegas, he's TPing houses. <laughs> For God's sake. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, somebody tweeted that to me. I'm not TPing yeah. anybody. I'm too old to do that stuff. But. You know, I mean, that is just such a dumb play. And like I said, I, I, I didn't hear his comments after this game. And after the last time he did it, he said, I would do the exact same thing. Well, I'm sorry. That is just dumb, dumb football. Can I? And uh, can, that's enough of my tirade. I am opening six and a half. And I, you know, as long as cars there, that will never be a winning team. I'm sorry. They will not win with this guy. I'm not absolving John Gruden. Like, I mean, if, if only he had a coach. You think if he was, if Bill Belichick was his coach, you think he'd ever do that again after the first time? No, Belichick oh would sit him down like, you ever, you ever no do chance. that again? And you ever do that again? And yeah. you're out of here. You're out of here for good. <laughs> not John Gruden. Yeah. John Gruden's, yeah, keep doing it. Yeah, it's good football. Come on. Oh. Stop it. You know, I hate to say, because the guy was much, much better than Carr, but Brett Favre had some horrible, horrible mistakes in his career, throwing, uh, you know, ill-advised Ill passes that resulted in turnovers. And I remember after games, he was, I'm gonna, that's the way I play. I'm going to keep playing my game. You know, he'd have been so much better if somebody would have just throttled him and said, no, that is not, we know how great you are. And he was a great quarterback tremendous town but he made some dumb dumb plays over his career he did and listen he won one super bowl if, if he was a smarter quarterback he'd have three or four in his in his pocket but he only has one i agree with that at least you know? more, at least more than one for sure yeah at least more than one yeah at least more than one and uh you know i, I see some of these guys and you know and again part of it is their mental attitude that it made them so great the car is not that great by the way and uh, he should learn to play this game a little better because that was just a stupid, stupid play. We'll come back. We'll do the afternoon games. Week 8, Guessing Lines, right here with Chrissy Andrews on a numbers game at VEASAN. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. If you've been thinking about subscribing to VEASAN's all-access all access plan, rather, now's the time to make the move. We've got a special midseason offer, $99 for everything we do from now through the Super Bowl. Everything, Parles? we got the Las Vegas Invitational in here as well? Is that part of it? it? means you get 16 issues of Point Spread Weekly, our digital magazine, our NBA betting guide, which is out right now, plus VEASAN's upcoming betting guides for the start of the college basketball season and college football bowls, 24-7 video stream plus replays. Uh, new popular benefit, you'll get an afternoon email 
summarizing the plays from hosting guests throughout the day as well. Uh, all for just $99. Good through the Super Bowl. If you're not sure yet, there's an uh, option for a free trial as well. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for details. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Jeff, you wanted to make a uh, scheduling comment here? Did we? Are we out of order? Did something happen? Yeah, an NFL, an NFL scheduling swap. So that uh, the last game we just talked about, that will be a 425, a 425 East, 125 Pacific. Uh, that Oakland-Texan game was flipped with Indy and Denver. Indy and Denver goes at 1 o'clock East. Chrissy? Kidding. Just scolding. <laughs> Chrissy? Okay, so there's a flip in a schedule. All right, so let's do – so what's next? What was Six the... days to get the schedule right, Gil. <laughs> right. It will be okay. It will be all right. All right, so what's the next game then? Uh, Carolina at San Francisco. Carolina at San Francisco. San Francisco undefeated. They beat the Redskins nine to nothing in the slop uh, FedEx Field as the Niners were just uh, slip sliding in the in the rain yesterday. Six and zero for the third time in franchise history. First since nineteen ninety. Kyle Shanahan uh, he remembers from being OC in DC that FedEx Field surface uh, is not good, especially in inclement weather. Uh, the San Francisco D. After holding the Rams to seven points last week, the Browns to three before that, Niners are the first team now since 2005 and six since 1990 to limit an opponent to seven or fewer points in fewer than 200 net yards of offense, three straight games. More than half the people there, Niners fans yesterday at FedEx Field, a trend uh, that the Redskins are oh so familiar with. Even a let's go Niners chant broke out at some point. So way to go, D.C. You still have the Mystics and maybe the Nets. Uh, and the Carolina off the bye. They, the Capitals? Uh, and the Capitals, one year removed, but we'll still say yeah. the Caps. Yeah. By yeah. the way, Caps, yeah. little sneaky uh, futures play, I think, of the NHL this year. Carolina's coming off a bye. They, when we last saw them, were beating Tampa Bay and London. San Francisco minus four and a half, Chris. Oh, okay. It's it's five and a half. Okay. And uh, tell you the truth, I thought that was a little light. I think I'd like the six better. I mean, I think I'm going to open at six. Take a bet. Um Carolina coming off a bye. That's probably going to help them. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, I'm starting to believe in the San Francisco team. Uh, what's the weakest link on their team? Might be Jimmy Garoppolo. And they, have, they really they have a good running game. They have a great defense. I think this team's very, very legit. And uh, I'm going to open six. I think that's a little bit better number. I think that's, this number is going to go up myself. I got them to win the West plus three ninety five before the season. Highly considering yeah, a, uh, yeah. a a NFC or Super Bowl play on them as well. Yeah. All right, what's another yeah. afternoon game? Denver at Indianapolis. This is the one that's actually in the morning now, Jeff. Okay, so Denver Indianapolis originally scheduled for afternoon is now a morning game. Denver coming off a bye. Um, no, 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 excuse me, extra rest, pardon right, me. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, extra yeah. rest. They lose to Kansas City badly on Thursday. And then there's the Colts who we talked about who beat the Texans. Jacoby Brissett, I'm going to say it again, Chrissy, I know you want to leap through the phone and choke me. Is it really that big a drop-off from Andrew Luck? 26 of 39. Yes. <laughs> 20, yes, it is. 26 of 39 for 326, four touchdowns, no picks, career high in touchdowns. Six of his incompletions were throwaways, so make it 26 of 33 if you want to do that. He had a career-best in uh, passing total and yards, a career-best passer rating, 126.7. Zach Pascal, by the way, his biggest target, 6 of 106, two touchdowns. Yeah. They were 8 of 16 on third downs, were the Colts. Um, Colts by a touchdown, minus 7. Uh, six and a half. I'm not sure I don't like your number better, mm. but I see, uh, I see a six, six in and a, a faraway half. place that I – that I highly respect. Give me the Colts. Ooh. 
Yeah, I, I think I like your number better. Although, like I said, I'm going to respect them with their number at six. And I'm opening six and a half. And that's what I see primarily, a six and a half. Uh, I see one seven with uh, a bunch of juice on the dog, uh, which kind of translates to a six and a half anyway. So I'm going to open at six and a half. But I'll tell you, if I see this one creeping higher, I will creep it higher my own self. I'll tell you, uh, I will creep Denver, it higher my own self. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think Denver's a very good team, and I think Indianapolis is really a very legit team. And since we're on the subject of quarterback, if they'd have had this kind of a team when Andrew Luck was playing, Andrew Luck would still be playing. And by the way, let me remind you: when we had the uh, we put up the MVPs before the season, the you know betting on the MVP, he was the second choice behind Mahomes. So, yes, there's a difference. But all that being said, I like Jacoby Brissetti. He's done really well and really gotten better and better as the years have gone on. And I think, I think he's a legitimate starting quarterback. Ladies and gentlemen, noted Andrew Luck advocate and apologist, Chris Andrews, my dear yes. friend. I don't have to apologize yeah. for him. He's fine. <laughs> I will tell you this. Uh, for me, the debate was seven or seven and a half. So for you to say six and a half, that surprises me. On that game, yeah, you like you like Indy. I kind of do too. Yeah, kind of do too. All right. So, what's the last afternoon game then? Uh, Cleveland at New England. Okay, so not much to say here. Cleveland off a bye. New England sight unseen tonight. They play the Jets. They're nine and a half road favorites. Nine and a half point. I even see some tens out there. Um, mm-hmm. Really, depending on where you go at the Jets tonight. Um, I don't know. It's going to be more than a touchdown. So. Again, we haven't seen the, the Patriots yet. The Patriots are not, though they're undefeated, they look like they have some chinks in the armor. I mean, I'll say, I'll say it's seven and a half. I'll probably, I'm probably too light there, but it's got to be more than a touchdown. Um, I'll just say seven and a half as a placeholder. Yeah, you're way light. It's ten and a half. Hmm. Um, you know, I, it, it's probably a pretty good spot for Cleveland. Yeah, if it's ten and a half, I may play Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, and New England coming off the short rest because they're going to be playing tonight right. and coming right back. You know, um, you know, is, is Bill Jack going to fall prey to that short rest? Mm, yeah, probably less than any other coach, but still, his players will. I mean, you know, there's not some sort of magic formula in New England. I mean, those guys are going to be a little bit more sore, uh, you know, throughout the, the week than they will be uh, in Cleveland, who is just, uh, like I said, coming off a bye and just going to have their regular practices. I think the ten and a half is probably a shade too high, but even tonight I got some big exposure on New England, and uh, I have a feeling I, we're, I think we're at nine and a half on the game. I'm going to probably go to ten after this once I get the what ifs because I think they're going to be uh, uh, highly in favor of me needing the dog. So I'm going to open ten and a half. We never have to beg too much for New England money, and uh, I have a feeling we won't have to beg for it next week either. So if you if you want New England, if you want to bet New England at the South Point, run quickly in the next twenty minutes before Chrissy uh, <laughs> posts them yeah. for the next. Game. I would say yeah, you got you got twenty two minutes. Yeah. The only the only thing I would say about me, you know, one if it's ten and a half, I, I gravitate towards Cleveland. It would go against everything I stand for, right? I would be betting on Freddie Kitchens against against Bill Belichick. So, like, I can't come on. I can't. They're saying there's a coaching difference yeah. there, you know, That's uh, uh, the theme that I'm picking up. Might be a little something. We'll come back. We'll do the yeah. primetime game Sunday night, Monday night, week eight in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, 25 of 31 for 429, five touchdowns and a pick. Oh, excuse me. Five touchdowns, no picks. Ran for another. It is the first perfect passer rating of Aaron Rodgers' career. Can you believe that? 158.3. 
uh, season high for the Packers in points in that game. Uh, even with Devontae Adams out, by the way. No Devontae Adams. Green Bay still puts yeah. up um, 42 points in that ball game. 42-24 winner, winners. Uh, Valdez-Scantling, two catches, 133 and a touchdown. And then Kansas City will be Matt Moore, not Patrick Mahomes. They'll be on extra rest, but they won't have their MVP quarterback. So because of that quarterback change, as we talked about, what's the difference between Mahomes and Moore? It's a bunch of points. It's more than a touchdown. Yeah. So I'll say it's Green yeah. Bay minus three on the road. It's four. Wow. And I'm not sure I disagree with that. I kind of wow. like the four. By the way, I, I, we met, I mentioned QBR an awful lot. Um, uh, so it's one to a hundred or zero to a hundred. And uh, Rogers was 97.2. Certainly the highest of the week. Uh, that may be some higher. It's pretty hard to get a hundred hard to get. And I remember seeing some 98 and stuff out there over the years. Uh, but that's a pretty darn good passer rate. Uh, QBR. I'm trying to think, what do you got to do to get a hundred? He was unbelievable yesterday. Certainly his best game of the year. Uh, without, without his main receiver. Although, uh, what's the one guy had a big game? That's my notes here. Valdez scaling. Uh, Valdez scaling. Two catches, but 133 yards. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I ever heard of him before yesterday. You know, but uh, he certainly made some big plays. So anyway, Green Bay four. I, I see a stray I even see one three with some juice on the favorite. I see some three and a half, but I like four. Listen, uh, you know, I, I don't think Kansas City, uh, number one, I don't think they're the home field advantage that we've been used to over the years uh, for giving them that much credit. And there's an article about uh, one of the uh, one of the newspapers got a hold of me, talked about home field advantage. This really hasn't been that prevalent in the uh, NFL this year. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that coaching being one of them, the way teams travel being another one. Uh, but I don't think it's a huge home field advantage for Kansas city here. Certainly not in this spot and more. I mean, you know, the guy's been around, he, he's capable, but again, he's not, he's not great. You kind of know we're getting with them. I think four is plenty. And again, you're probably buying Green Bay a little bit high, but I'm not sure that's not the right price. I, I, I think I like four in this game. All right, Jeff tells me, because Jeff knows my, my uh, guesses in advance. Jeff tells me that this game, this Monday night game, is my most far-off guess of the year coming up. So the matchup is who again? <laughs> Miami and Pittsburgh. Okay, Pittsburgh coming off a bye. Miami coming yeah. off their loss to the Bills yesterday, but covering. And we talked about the yeah. Dolphins last week. No way I thought it should be that number of 17, especially midweek when it when it shifted from Josh Rosen to Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Dolphins end up covering. Almost snatched a push from the jaws of a cover, but should have covered easily, and they do end up covering. So my, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick yesterday, 23 of 35, 282, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, against the Bills, one of his seven former teams. Uh, the Dolphins were up 14 to 9. After two consecutive 75-yard drives engineered by Fitzpatrick, um, cut the Bills' lead to 24-21 with a uh, touchdown scamper later. Uh, by the time it was over, the Bills' uh, six-game streak of not giving up more than 17 points was snapped. And uh, the Bills' first time this year they've not uh, held an opponent 250 yards passing. Actually, 14 games in a row. So that that's what Fitzpatrick did. He exceeded that number. Uh, Miami loses... Um, worst start since it lost its first seven in 2011, but his performance yesterday, again, after they were outscored 180 to 42 over their first five games, you know, that should, that should drive it home to people. 
this is a serviceable quarterback. I know he throws it all around the yard, but it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's not Josh Rosen. They out first down the Bills 24 to 17. They were 7 of 13 on third downs, 2 of 2 on fourth downs. They outgained Buffalo 381 to 305. They were minus two in turnovers. Brian Flores says, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're starting next week. I have Pittsburgh minus seven and a half. Jeff just laughed at me. I, you know, as soon as you said that, I knew you were worried. I, I, I wish somebody would have tapped into my brain because I knew you were going to make it seven and a half. I knew it. It's 14 and a half or 15. Come on. Come on. I, I, even, I even see one 16 with quite a bit of juice on the dog. So we should probably call that 15 or 15 and a half. Yeah. 14 and a half or 15 is the general number. Let me just say this. Not that your number's right. I don't think it's right. But this is way too high. Way too high. Way too high. Stop it. What are we doing? I say this is a Steeler fan. I mean, even like I had, I've had dogs over the years where I've made them, I've got them in black and gold. (laughs) I I named my one dog Rooney after the Rooney family. I am a Steeler fan, period. This is way too high. Way too high. This is not only my furthest off guess of the year. This is my furthest off guess of all time in the history of guessing lines. I think so. I think so. In other words, you're getting a one-game teaser if you play Miami, according to your number, right? Yeah. Chris, we got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get. We'll go through the okay. games that okay. we love the most. Okay. I'll have something else to say about this. It's coming up on a numbers game right here at Visa. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. I'm just going to point it out. Laugh every Monday when you want. All of these have come our way or or the results have proven us right consistently on guessing lines this year. That's my farthest off guess of all time. Chrissy, what are you finally putting up the Pittsburgh line at officially? I'm going to use 14 just because I see it as high as 15 in a couple spots. But I'm going to over 14. I know they're going to bet me. That's fine. That's what we're here for. Uh, so come on in and lay the 14. If you're a believer, you might not get a better number all week. But uh, as a Steeler fan, I, that's just that's just too high. My too line. high. <clears throat> My line's better between you and me. It's better. Uh, I'm taking okay. Pittsburgh. I'm taking. I'm, excuse me. I'm taking uh, Miami because it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I'll take them for a second straight week. Uh, I, I'm taking New Orleans because I think that's way low. Yep. Uh, it's only 10 on against too. the Cardinals. And I'm taking the Colts. If you're telling me that the Colts are six and a half uh, against the Broncos off the key number of seven, I will take the Colts all day long. So those are the three I like the best. You? Boy, I would have to agree with you on all three of those. You know, I, I really think you're right. You know, um, I, I like, uh, in, in addition to those three, I, I like Tennessee. I think this number really should have been a solid three. It's really two and a half. I think that's what I'm going to open because I have a lot of time to make an adjustment. If I put up three, I know which way they're betting. Uh, I like Philly. Um, not a numbers play, but I just think it's, uh, like I said, you're buying low, selling high a little bit. Uh, a little bit on Buffalo, but you're definitely buying low on Philadelphia. And then the three that you mentioned, I, I, I like those okay. myself. And I kind of like San Francisco a little bit, too. I think that number's a little cheap. Chrissy, I love you. Thank you so much, man. We'll do it again next week. Always fun. Yes, sir. Hopefully I will see you this week. Yes. The return of Chris Andrews. Thank you to everybody. Hopefully. Hopefully. Keep those fingers crossed. Thank you to everybody for listening. Good luck with all your bets tonight. (laughs) 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.